Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Back in action for another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt here with David Dickens, and we're going to be making something good, potentially, out of something bad on today's show. We'll tell you what that is in just a moment. If you have questions for David, you can always reach out online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. Also, where you can find past episodes and more information about the show and David and his team. We're going to be talking about making some losses that we've all obviously witnessed, David, over the last couple of months, making those things work for us, turning them into the right direction. We'll get into all of that in a moment. But first, David, what's going on in your world? Good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you, Walter. I've gotten some interesting feedback from uh, last week's podcast, so I'll be putting together a uh, a show on listener questions. Maybe we'll do that one of the next two um, two podcasts. Hopefully, we'll have some interesting feedback from this one as well. Uh, but those are always fun. I, I love either whether it's an in-person meeting with a client who listened to the podcast, or I get an email or some other communication. Those are always fun. So um, I love getting responses, positive or negative, to the podcast. And so we're working on a some listener questions that will hopefully be informative for everybody. Send your great questions or your angry letters to D. Dickens. <laughs> at Thanks, K- <laughs> You're welcome. At KCFA.com. Only five-star reviews about the co-host, though. So, you know, no, no negative comments about this side of the That's equation. That's kind of a given right there. David's fair game, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> keep, it, keep it civil on my account. Uh, D. Dickens at KCFA.com. If you want to submit a question and be featured on a future show, we'd be happy to do that. We'd love to get your questions that way. All right, so I know lots of people, and even some advisors, David, who are saying things like, and they're not. This is the first time they've said these things. Um, you know, hey, it's not an actual loss until you sell it, and then you know you lock it in. I think also maybe like it's it's just a paper loss might be how I've heard that termed before as well. So I get the impression, since you want to kind of tackle this idea and this topic of how we can make these losses work for us that on today's show, you're going to try and maybe give us a different way to look at taking losses in our investment portfolio, something that's maybe a bit more active and less passive, watching the numbers go down. Uh, but I know you're not big into the whole market timing thing, so I-, I can't wait to see where you take this one today. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned the market timing thing because the example I'm going to give you is something that would allow you to take a loss, benefit from it on your tax statement, and you would convince yourself that you're not market timing. So uh, hopefully that makes sense in about 10 minutes from now. Are you saying we can have our cake and eat it too on today's show? <laughs> yeah, but you can have you can have you can we have, can, your we can have cake. a little bit of cake. <laughs> you might be eating chocolate cake, you know. Anyway, the, yes, it may of. not be the cake we want, but we That's can right. have cake. Okay, but it's still it. cake. It's going to taste you. fine. Yeah, it's it's going to be store bought, but it's still going to be cake. So <laughs> quit, quit complaining. All right, I got you. <clears throat> All right, so probably the first place to start is identifying that there are three basic, from a tax standpoint, there are three basic types of account, and I'm only going to be talking about one of them. So your IRA or your 401k, you never get a tax bill on that until you withdraw money from it. And at that point, you take 10 grand out, it's $10,000 tax bill. You take 100,000 out, you get taxed 100,000, just like it was a paycheck. With your Roth IRA, there's never a tax bill. You can take 10 or 100 grand out and IRS goes, eh, sorry, we can't even tax that. Sorry for us. Good for you. But a non-qualified account, maybe it's a trust account, maybe it's a, a just a brokerage account you set up for yourself. Maybe it's some money you inherited and you put it into a brokerage account. A tax bill comes every year 
on that in the form of a 1099. And what it'll show are basically three things. It'll show interest you earned, dividends that were paid into your account on stocks that you owned, and any gains or losses that you took during the year. So that's that's what we want to talk about. The balance of this podcast is, is there something that I can do in particular with the losses that will help my tax bill? So for a non, that's called, those are called non-qualified accounts. And for non-qualified accounts, gains, the important descriptor here is a short-term capital gain is on a stock that you have held for less than a year. And when you sell it at a gain, you pay ordinary income tax rates on that. But if you hold it for more than a year, long-term capital gain, you get a preferential tax rate. So it's super important to know what you own and how long you've owned it. Anything you sell at a loss goes to offset the tax liability you would otherwise owe on your gains. If you didn't have any gains and you had five, ten, twenty thousand dollars worth of losses, you don't get to take zero loss write off. You get to take three grand every year, even if you don't have any gains to offset against. And that loss carry forward goes on for years into the future. So that is an asset of yours. That tax loss carry forward is an asset of yours. And you get to write off either gains in future years or 3000 bucks a year for as long as you have the, the loss. Here's an example. A fellow named John sold 500 shares of Netflix this year at a $7,000 loss. <laughs> Not a big mystery because Netflix is down about 67% this year because of two really bad earnings reports. So he's got seven grand of capital loss. He gets to December 31st and he doesn't have any gains. If his income this year was 100 grand, he gets to write 3,000 of that off. So his income is only 97,000, his taxable income is only $97,000. And next year, if he doesn't have any gains to offset the losses, he can take another three grand. And then the third year, he can take 1,000 and the $7,000 loss is used up. But he got the benefit from that in future years. The one thing that an investor has to be aware of is the wash sale rule. So John, he sells Netflix for a loss, seven grand loss. He can't buy Netflix back for 30 days or else it negates the loss. So he couldn't sell. He says, oh man, I love Netflix. I'm going to sell it for a loss and buy it back tomorrow. Well, the IRS is going to say, sorry, you had to have been out of it for 30 days. So that's the basic framework we're talking about. Non-qualified accounts, non-IRAs, non-Roths, and a loss that you've taken. You've been out of that stock for more than 30 days. Well, that loss carry forward is an asset of yours that you get to use to reduce future tax liabilities. That's step one. Fairly straightforward. I understand. Yep. Okay. So we, we, we sell and then we can't do anything with that particular stock for 30 days. We're off limits. Exactly right. Okay. So usually that's a, advisors talk a lot about that in October, November, December, tax loss selling. So why talk about it now? Well, I mean, I don't know where, I don't know exactly know where the market's going, but yeah. we could have a significant rally. Let's just say after the midterm elections and a lot of the losses that you 
could have taken for tax reasons might be gone. Well, your stock went back up and that's a good thing. But was there a way that you could have taken the loss today for tax purposes and still benefited from the rise, the eventual rise of the stock that you sold? So here's another example. In this case, uh, so John was the last example. This is Bill. This is John's brother, John's more aggressive brother. So Bill bought $20,000 of Netflix on January 4th. He's thinking, man, Netflix is killing it. I loved all the shows I've been watching. This thing is going to the moon. And what Bill wakes up here in, in uh, 1st of June and he realizes, oh, Netflix is down 67%. My $20,000 of Netflix is now worth 6,600 bucks. I have a $13,400 loss, but, and, and no big surprise, two bad earning announcements, no subscriber growth, bunch of other things. But he's convinced, I love Netflix and it's going to be a really good stock a couple of years from now. I'm not going to sell. I'm going to hold on. But then he gets this idea. He heard a podcast about maybe taking some losses and is there a way to benefit without actually giving up his position. So Bill still believes in Netflix. But he doesn't think it's going to rebound overnight. And it's probably not, Bill. But he also doesn't want to be out of the market. So what he does is he sells that Netflix position. He realizes the $13,400 loss. And he gets to use that against any 2022 gains that he has or any future gains. Or like his brother John, if he doesn't have any gains, he gets to write $3,000 off a year. But he's got this $13,400 asset in the form of a tax loss. And now he's out of the market. He doesn't own Netflix, but he already told us he doesn't think it's going to rebound right away. He just doesn't want to give up on it. So what he does is he says, well, the NASDAQ, the QQQ is probably a decent proxy for what Netflix is going to do over the next 30 days while I have to be out of Netflix for 30 days. All he does is sell Netflix and on the same day buys an equal amount of QQQ and 31 days after that, he might choose to sell the QQQ and buy his Netflix back, allowing him to maintain his position in Netflix, which he says he likes anyway long-term. If the market went down a little bit or up a little bit, QQQ probably performed fairly similarly to Netflix during that 30-day period. So he wasn't out of the market, but he wouldn't have a one-to-one -one correlation to Netflix. But he's been able to harvest that tax loss, own it as an asset for future use. And now, 31 days later, he's right back in Netflix, probably about where he sold it. So he's evened his position, but he's gained an asset in that he has a tax loss carry forward. Pretty so crafty. I like that it. Was, I, think, I think it's pretty crafty. I'm doing that in, in, my, in one of my non-qualified accounts because, frankly, if you've owned stock since January 4th, you have some losses. And you may really like the stocks you own that have losses. So this is an opportunity. Is the market going to go somewhere good over the next two or three months? Honestly, 
it's hard to imagine that. I think if there's a relatively safe time <laughs> to sell your losers, get into maybe the QQQ or some other index for 30 days and be, expect to be able to buy back what you sold at about what you, you sold it for, I'd say this is a pretty good time. So the takeaways from this, Walter, I would say are these. Tax losses can be really, really useful to you going forward, but it requires that you actually sell and realize the loss at some point and be out of that particular stock for 30 days. You could buy, now Chevron and Exxon are not good examples because they're both up this year, but you could buy, you could sell one oil company or one high-tech company and buy another one that is similarly positioned. It doesn't mean that you have to get out of the sector. You just have to get out of that one particular stock. So there tend to be more of these opportunities in volatile markets like we're in today. So that's why I think this is a, at least as good, probably a better idea than it's going to be in October, November, December of this year. And then finally, the higher your tax bracket, the more these losses are worth to you. So, you know, arguably this isn't as exciting as finding the next big winner in the tech space or betting and winning on the price of wheat or the price of oil because of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. But taking advantage of tax laws can really help you preserve and increase your wealth. You just have to be focused in on it. When those opportunities arise, you need to be willing to and educated about taking advantage of those for yourself and for your family in the future. Great points all the way across the board. I mean, is there any way to put like dollars to this, David? I mean, if somebody uses that that second example strategy, um, I mean, what what big, I don't know, is it any different if you're hopping out of one into the other? I guess the difference between just sitting in the stock is it's not so much about trying to time the market with the gains because those might equal or cancel out with that QQQ example. But essentially, you're, you wouldn't be able to take advantage of that tax loss if you just sat in the stock. That's the big change up. Right. So back to the example of Bill. He bought 20000 worth of Netflix. It's now worth 6600 And he is going to take a $13,000 loss. Well, and then he's going to get right back into the stock 31 days later. In his view, when Netflix gets back to where his account is worth twenty grand, if he had done nothing, then his 20 grand would be worth the same 20 grand he paid for it two years hence. Let's say that two years from now, Netflix is back. His 20 grand is still worth 20 grand. But if he uses this strategy, he has his original 20,000 plus a $13,000 write-off off of his gains that he might have otherwise made uh, such that it just becomes an asset for him to use against future gains. He could sit there and do nothing, but when it recovers, he has nothing. He has the satisfaction of knowing he didn't sell the position and abandon it. But using this strategy, he doesn't sell and abandon. He sells, gets out for 30 days, and on the 31st day, buys it back. Perfect. So you're getting the your original 20K at the end of that example, plus I guess it's hard to define the exact amount because it's a tax write-off, so it's not a, an easy computation not knowing the rest of the variables in the story. But makes a lot of sense, David. I, I like the I like the strategies. I like we're making something good out of maybe you know some bad times that we've experienced and some losses right now. 
I can sense, though, that people might be a bit hesitant, even though if these aren't retirement accounts that people are making these moves in, I could still sense some folks uh, maybe being a bit nervous about going about those kinds of moves on their own. For sure. Anytime you're messing with your with your tax statement or with your investment portfolio, you'd kind of like to have a high a high conviction rate that you're doing the right thing. So if you're not a super duper do-it-yourselfer, then this is these are good strategies to chat through with someone. If you're not a super duper do-it-yourselfer, then find a good advisor that can help you think through these ideas. They may be right for you. They may not be right for you. Maybe your tax bracket isn't high enough to make it make any sense. But talk through with someone who can make sense of it for you and then decide, is this a good strategy for me and my family going forward? Well, if you have questions and you want to explore this a little bit further with David, again, that number to call to get in touch with him is 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414. Or you can go online to coveryourassetskc.com. That's coveryourassetskc.com, the place to go online for more information and some help as well. That'll put you in touch with David and the team. At KC Financial Advisors, you can ask questions that come to your mind and get that help to get to through retirement. And, uh, you know, if you even have just questions that are very specific, like kind of this topic on today's show, learning a little something new, uh, making something out of losses in the stock market, kind of leveraging that to your advantage. This is great stuff. And uh, thanks for the education on all this today, David. Yeah, I hope that is helpful to a certain subset of our population. In the next week or two, we'll probably do some more listener questions, which are always a, a big hit. We cover a wide swath there. So uh, hopefully this is valuable to um, to certain of our listeners. Certainly is. Uh, for David, I'm Walter. Thanks for listening to today's show. Keep those listener questions coming. Uh, we'll have some of those coming up on the show soon and much more in future episodes. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Thanks for listening. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.